2007. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. In the timeline of Zeph, this was the movie that came out right before High School Musical 2. Okay. There's a bunch of stuff. There's surprisingly a bunch of things that he did, some of which we're going to get to, some of which we can't find between High School Musical 1 and this. Like, there's like three or four oh. things, but this is back-to-back with two. So as we sort of work back to catch up to High School Musical 1, this is the next step on our Zeph journey. Zeph train. Zeph train. Uh, this, ooh, I have I have a feeling, like, I like this movie, which is sort of surprising, because I, I thought I was going to not like it, but I sort of like this movie. I would have loved it, I think, if Zeph was in it more. Yeah, I think I kind of had the same feelings that you did. I'm, you know that I'm a... Uh a musical hater like i think musicals are pretty much like the most shit genre of movie you can make but this one was fun i don't know if it was fun because it was zeph or if it was fun because like i liked the comedy in it but it was it was good but like you said i really wish that there had been more zeph in it yeah because in this movie zeph kind of plays like an elvis type character like this is a 1962 in baltimore so i did not realize that it was a prequel to the wire which i was yesterday so so wanted to make wire jokes about this (laughs) Like, when it starts out and she's like, we're in Baltimore, I was like, I just wanted Omar to come down the street. Knock, yep. knock, motherfucker. Because it was, I, I, I watched the finale of The Wire yesterday, which we still have to talk about. I finished that at, like, 5.30, and then I started this movie at, like, 7. Yeah, so it just perfectly blended into it, right? I know. I ate it's dinner in between, seamless. and I sat down to watch this movie, and I was just like, oh, I'm just not leaving Baltimore, I guess. <laughs> but also, I realized that we should have had Mike back on this, because it's another Same. one set in the past. Get out of my head. Everything that I was about to say... Very disappointed. Everything that I was about to say this episode so far, you sucked out of my head, so stop. I know another thing that you're going to say that I'm just going to skip ahead to is that Rachel's cousin is in this movie. Yes, <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> yes. As a religious just, zealot. Just, okay, well, I'm just going to sign off, and we could just wrap this this one up. That's all I had to say about this movie. Zeph kind of plays like this Elvis figure. There's this, there's a TV, it's like a daytime TV show, a daily TV show yeah. called The Corny Collins Show. What is this which show? Is just it's based on, it's kind of based on, wasn't singing there Soul and Train? Like, what, yeah. Wasn't it kind of Soul Train? I'm sure that there was a white version well, of Soul really Train. Well, not really Soul Train because there's only one day a month that's Negro Day. And when they said I know, that, that's I was what like, I'm saying. oh. There, has to be, there had to be a white version of Soul Train yeah. before Soul Train. So I'm Probably sure just the rest of TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the planet. That's what it was. <laughs> I did not realize. So this this movie's rated PG. This is a movie that's based on. So our, back in 1988, John Waters did Hairspray. Okay. And John Waters known for like Pink Flamingos and Crybaby and these really I don't know intense. Any of Pink Flamingos and stuff was rated X. Like, he was really just one of those guys who was... I mean, it's a different time back then, but, like, he's one of those guys who just... I don't know what the modern-day comparison would be. Like, pushing the genre of... He set out to shock and offend and make these movies that sort of crossed the line. Okay. Like, there was a lot of, like, you know... I think... I mean, this... I I haven't seen them. He came to my school and talked when I was a freshman, which was kind of cool, but I didn't know who he was at that point. He basically just wanted to, like, push the line and, like... You know, he had a lot of stuff that was, like, gay in his films and trans in his films and, like, oh. a lot of, like, actual shit humor and stuff and, like, things that just set out to offend people. So he knew that he was never going to be, like, this massive commercial success of a director.
character, but that's not what he wanted to do. And then he made Hairspray, which was rated PG, like in an attempt to sort of cross over and make something that's more family-friendly. Hmm. So he made that. I think it was pretty successful. I can look up those numbers, but it doesn't really matter for what we're doing. No. Then that became a stage show on Broadway. So it was the movie first? It was a movie first? Movie in, like, 88. Okay. Then it became a stage show that had, like, 5,000 performances or something. It was, like, it was Damn. a massive, massive hit. For the stage play, they sort of took the movie and adapted it to the stage. And then this movie, the remake, is an adaptation of the stage play. So it's sort of like a copy of a copy. And, like, there are songs, apparently, I mean, I don't know, I'm not familiar with any of the versions, but there's songs that are changed for this. There's yeah. songs they added for this. There's songs they removed for this. At its core, it's the same as the original movie, but there's things different. Like they shuffled things around to sort of fit the story they want to tell here. Yeah, Rachel uh, rewatched it yesterday, and as she was watching it, she was messaging me saying, "Like, oh man, I forgot how bad." She said, "How I forgot how bad they fucked this up," and I was like. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, not realizing it. But yeah. now that you say that it's like a copy of a copy. And also, they just did, um, I don't know if you saw it, but they just did Hairspray Live. Yes. As part of this, like, you know, live musical revival thing that they've been doing on TV lately. So, yeah, very, very topical, this movie. So, the original one made $6 million in theaters, which isn't a ton, but I think compared to his other stuff. Well, check inflation, dude. You have to... Oh, yeah, you're right. Checking against his other stuff, too. Yeah, so, like, the opening weekend, it made half a million dollars. The movie that came in first that weekend in February 1988 was Good Morning Vietnam, which made $5 million. Oh. This new one made $200 million. Whoa. Well, the, the this cast is fucking fire in this. I mean, yes. like, it's mm-hmm. literally, like, everyone you wanted to see. Like, I, I, I want to talk about who I would change and what I would do, but the lineup is amazing, you know? It opened in third place behind Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Is that number five or number four? That's, that's number five in the Order of Harry Potter's. So it opened behind that, and it opened behind... I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, but that's $27 million. I think I saw that movie in theaters. (laughs) It was the biggest opening for a musical at the time. I mean, Mamma Mia passed it, but now we talked about... I think when we did... Oh, but then then I think High School Musical 3 passed it. Yeah. But then, you know, most recently, like, Beauty and the Beast just destroyed it. Yeah, exactly. The cast is stacked. Uh, There are a couple references, sort of, to Pulp Fiction. In this movie, Christopher Walken and John Travolta are married. Uh, I totally forgot that this was the movie where John Travolta was a woman in a fat suit, which is... I didn't. You know, (laughs) it's kind of funny because the guy who wrote this movie also wrote Mrs. Doubtfire. No way! Seriously? That's really awesome. That's a really good fact. So the guy who wrote this... Uh, wrote Mrs. Doubtfire. He wrote Limitless. That Bradley damn, Cooper I love that movie too. I film. love Limitless. And he also wrote Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan, which I feel like we always call it. This is oh, by the way, this is a complaint that I get all the time. We always when we were like doing Zephantine again and stuff, oh, we call kept it a calling Freaky Friday situation. Yeah, we kept calling it the Parent Trap, or at least I did. And you knew what I was talking about, but it's actually Freaky Friday. Little editor's note there. Sorry guys, <laughs> that I just call it the Parent Trap. But every fucking Lindsay Lohan movie is pretty much the same. So you know, I wonder if. So I I saw nothing in the trivia about her. There's there's stuff I have about like people who were almost different characters or whatever. Okay. I feel like in this history of 
Zeph movies that Lindsay Lohan was almost in, <laughs> I feel like she could have maybe been that Amanda Bynes role. Yeah, she could have done that. How interesting was it to see Amanda Bynes, like, pre-Meltdown? Yeah. It was like watching pre-Meltdown Britney Spears. I was, like, looking for hints of her, like, you know, shaving her head and throwing <laughs> shit out a window and wearing a goofy wig. The, yeah, the most scandalous thing about Amanda Bynes in this movie is that her dad is a dentist. This is the number one upvoted trivia on IMDb. Wow, okay, go ahead. Her dad is a dentist and was concerned because the whole movie, she's eating lollipops, and she lied to him and said, oh, I'm not actually eating the lollipops, but in reality, she ate 40 of them. Throughout the actual movie? Yeah, so that's that's the trivia. Like that's the most scandalous, fuck. the most interesting thing. But like three hundred. Little people did out of he know people, what his daughter would get into later. <laughs> He's worried about her eating too many lollipops, and she goes yep. off the fucking rails a couple years later. Yep. Okay. I saw it and I was just like, oh god. Yeah. You uh, were and the, so the guy innocent. who directed this movie directed Rock of Ages, the movie that I think Tom Cruise starred in. I don't remember. That became a stage play with Chris Hardwick and a bunch of other people. He also did A Walk to Remember, that Mandy Moore oh. movie, and he also did The Pacifier, that Vin Diesel movie. Nice. That was a pretty good lineup, too. Everybody's doing great in this movie. Yeah. I really want, on the on the note of characters and changing characters, I really, really selfishly wanted the blonde girl to be Ashley Tisdale. So bad I wanted to have Sharpay in this again. Instead, she's the girl, she's uh, Brittany Snow, who is in the Pitch Perfect movies. That yeah, was I've almost Hayden Panettiere. Oh, really? Yeah, but or she was considered for it. But yeah, she would have been good. And her mom is Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie. Oh, yeah, dude. Mich- and, she, and dude, Michelle Pfeiffer's still so hot. I know. She's really, I re- really hot. I, I, I had no idea when I started May how many Michelle Pfeiffer musicals I was going to watch this month. But I wound up watching two. I watched this one and Grease 2. And this is also sort of like a Grease reunion because this is another really... I laughed out loud at this trivia. So John Travolta in this movie back from Grease 1, right? Okay. And Michelle Pfeiffer is the star of Grease 2. Oh. Apparently, I want to get this right, when they were on set between takes, John Travolta one day started singing Summer Nights, which... He's he's got a great voice in that movie. In this movie, terrible. Saying, I don't know if it's because he's in that thirty pound fat suit. I don't know if it's because he's older. Yep. I don't know if it's because he's out of shape yep. as like a person. Yep. I don't know what it is, but his singing voice in this movie is, or maybe because he's trying to sing as a woman. I don't know what it is, but like yep. it's not great in this movie. Do you no, agree? Or do you? It's fucking awful. I thought that it was <laughs> terrible, dude. I couldn't even listen to him because he's like singing, and it's like you, I can hear his brain going in and out of being like I'm supposed to be a woman. So he like kind of like up pitches some things, and then he's like I'm still. John Travolta and then sings it like a man and it's like this like in-between shit I'm just like dude just pick one yeah but apparently between takes he started singing Summer Nights the <laughs> on IMDb it says that Amanda Bynes and Zac Efron were so excited that they immediately grabbed their phones and started texting their friends what was happening and I just like left I was like what a couple of theater nerds like oh my god yeah. you guys like right now you know like he's probably texting like Vanessa Hudgens and Sharpay yep. and everybody yep. and like yep. oh my god they're singing Summer Nights right now like oh can you believe it like I- I'm coming right now oh uh, yeah I know yeah I bet they were super stoked that that I mean, like, I would be stoked to see this live, too. Like, if you were, like, a young kid and, like, doing a movie like this. Especially if he just came off High School Musical. Like, that's, like, one of the most classic musicals ever, so. So this movie, going back to John Waters for a second. So it's about this girl who is in love with Zeph. 
and he's kind of perfectly cast in this movie that he's just like this like there's no depth to his character no. at all like he's just this beautiful boy who's on TV which I was shocked that he goes to school with them this is this is the same thought that I had I couldn't well I mean I guess it's like it's what's set in the 60s or something yep, so yep, 62 so it's set in the 60s and like I guess maybe there wasn't like all of these like child stars that just existed as stars. So that part was kind of believable, but at the same time it's like they're all coming out of this one school and he doesn't know who this other chick is. You know what I mean? Like like how many dancing theater kids are there in the school? Like they had to like know all, all right. of them. So I guess it's just for the story, but still it's yeah, it's kind of weird. Why did they go to school with them? I and like is there one school in Baltimore? And like how are they in such like, this racist place but they also have black kids in the school, but they just put them in detention? all the time it's weird <laughs> well i mean the good news is that by the end of the movie tracy solves racism which is she why totally in real ra- life yeah and in the wire there's no race there's, there's no racist elements everything is just like <laughs> black and white together yeah except integration man forever from that moment on the show was integrated and that's how you got to the wire it's about this daytime program that has one day a month is negro day which i was like oh okay this is where we're going it just feels that feels gross to just come out of my it mouth does. right like i i don't even want to say it on this pod i'm sorry it's i'm gonna i'm gonna say it to discuss it but at the same time like yeah. that's the most disgusting thing i could say so in a i while. mean it's rated pg so like things don't get real bad but they use colored they're like they're all this different stuff yeah i mean like those are words that's okay but like, i don't know how this happened but michelle pfeiffer didn't realize her character was racist until halfway through shooting. Which, how? I don't know. Like, that's one of my favorite jokes at the beginning is like, let's make things white. Yeah. She and almost Sharpay are basically Trump's America. That they're like, no blacks, you know, like, we're going to white power. We want the whites, like, all, like, they're just, you know, subtly trying to pull the strings behind the scenes to, like, get the daughter to win. Like, it's just, how do you not know that you're racist? I mean, obviously not the actress, but, like, the character. Like, that's... Did you just not read the script? She must not have read the script. I want to know how much they paid her for this movie if she could have been halfway through the script and not realized she was racist. Also, how the fuck hasn't she seen this movie before? Like, as somebody that was in Greece, how did you just, like, skip Hairspray? This Isn't this, like, a theater nerd type of, like... Absolutely. I think so. I think it's pretty big up there, right? Like, Hairspray's, like, one that I had heard of before, you know? So it's, like, if I heard of it and I hate musicals, and like never seek them out it must have been like something yeah no i i agree especially in a movie which is what i'm getting at that like the whole theme is integration and segregation you know it's just all racism yeah that's what it's all about to not know that you're basically one of the biggest i mean not that she's like a villain in the movie but like one of the biggest villains you know what i mean like i get it she's like you have to overcome yeah like wake up yeah i don't know what the fuck she was reading but Okay, Michelle Pfeiffer, stay hot. I hope she's listening to The that. host of that Corny Con show. Yeah, I hope she's listening too. I hope she's listening. And <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, if you're listening, send emails, please. The host of the Corny Con show is James Marsden, who I would have sworn was in Zeph movies. No, but he's obviously in Westworld. He is. Yeah. Yeah. And he's in all the X-Men movies and everything. Oh, that's right. But he he's... like he fits like he fits feels like he should be in Zeph movies. Maybe it's like Zeph's older brother or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He could be a nice Zeph accompaniment. I like it. I mean, we got little Franco, who's like, you know, King Zeph. King Zeph. 
buddy, but he would. He would be, like, he could have been Teddy's mentor in, you know, Neighbors or something, right? This is what I feel like is going yeah, on. Yeah, and then, like, when he flips the script in the second one and becomes the mentor to Chloe Grace Moretz and her whole gang, like, it would have been like a, oh, you know, mentor-mentee, like, flipped it, but, you know, yep. no, he's just sort of like that, that already-made Greek god in the first movie. Yeah, true. Did you notice, we're gonna, like, I'm going back a little bit, but did you notice how terrible John Travolta's accent is? He's pretty much doing yes. like like a shitty Pittsburgh accent the whole He's time. He's doing Baltimore by way of Pittsburgh, yeah. Right? It, it sounded so Pittsburgh to me. Like there was like many, many things that like I've heard people say. That's what I realized from the wire. And I think I messaged you about this as I was watching. Like the Baltimore accent sort of sounds like the Pittsburgh accent. Like the Pittsburgh accent is Does it? Uh, to me, yeah, to, as someone who grew bit. up in Pittsburgh, to me the Pittsburgh accent is obviously normal, right? And then Baltimore <laughs> sounds uh, a little bit different, but it's, it's just to an outsider, if you will. Okay, the Baltimore accent sounds like a tamed down version of the Pittsburgh accent. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I mean, like I can't hear it being differently. Like to me, the Baltimore accent is its own thing because even if it is similar to the Pittsburgh one, like I'm entrenched in the Pittsburgh one, to so I don't notice it. But yeah, like from the beginning. Like, and I feel like with the accent in this movie, they're giving him words to say that are in that accent. Like, just, I guess, yeah, maybe like, like the writing, the character. Yeah, like, yeah. the writing is, like, taking a travel through the words that they're picking. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what the line is, but he says something that, like, and, like, four or five of the words in the sentence are all just, like, super accent-y words. It's just, like, because not yep. everything you say is going to have that accent, like, that stress on it, but he has, he has, like, one sentence where he's talking about doing the laundry, which another Pulp Fiction reference, he's like, you know, if you want to make in this world, make sure you can get blood out of upholstery. Oh, I didn't remember, catch that. So you, apparently that's, that's been one. in the stage play, that was the original movie or whatever, but in, the, in Pulp Fiction, he shoots Marvin in the head, yep. gets blood everywhere has to get blood of upholstery. Yep, so it's wolf, funny yeah. there, but like when he's describing that, he has like four or five things that are just like super, super accent heavy. Yeah. I, I was really disappointed with this accent. I was like, oh, stop. But yeah, whatever you want, John Travolta, you're a great actor. So. <laughs> oh, we also have... So on the the Courtney Collins show, I went to I went to college with a girl named Courtney Collins, Ooh. and I realized that like it's basically the same name. So every time I say Courtney, I feel like I'm mispronouncing it. Okay, well, shout out to Courtney. I hope you're listening to this. Shout out to Courtney. Joey didn't forget you. She. I worked. I worked with her on the newspaper, and this movie opens with a newspaper. This movie opens with a newspaper that we're like that sets the time and place. So I mean, it's all it all comes together. It's all a connection. I hope she's listening, and I hope she writes that love letter she never gave you before. <laughs> In this movie, also in this movie, I don't know how this is rated PG, we have girls stuffing bras and dudes stuffing their pants. Oh, interesting. I, I caught the girls that? stuffing the bras. I didn't catch the dudes stuffing their pants, but oh, that's God. fucking awesome. Good for them. So in the beginning of the movie, when they're like, yeah, dancing I around, remember. they're trying to sex it up or whatever, the girl takes something out of her bra and gives it to Michelle Pfeiffer, and a dude takes basically a pair of rolled up socks out of his pants, and it's like, it's it's a it's a quick cut, but like, dude has like a huge sock dick, and he just <laughs> takes it out to like sex it down, I guess. I don't know why. Hashtag sock I, I don't, wiener. I don't, I don't get it, but whatever. No. No, I don't. I don't get it either. That's really fucking weird for a PG movie. I, you know, I want to know how women can suspend. Like, you know, there's a lot of pissed off women in this country, right? Especially sure. like like conservative pissed off women. And I want to know how they can suspend their their logic 
to allow shit like this in a movie. Like, why wasn't this protested? You know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, no, it's hairspray, and I kind of like that it's about racism, so that's cool. But, like, they won't bitch about the sock dick. I don't know. People complain about weird things and let other weird things slide. Yeah. For me, like, if, if I was screening this movie, I'd be like, hey, you guys got to remove the sock dick stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even girls stuffing their bras, I'd be like, come on, can we, like, you know, make that a little bit faster or something? Why? How the fuck did that get through on a PG movie? I don't that's know. That's, like, that's just, that was, that was my, my main question, like, most of the entire time, like, like, how is this in a PG movie? Yeah, I don't know. John Travolta was in it. Michelle Pfeiffer didn't know she was racist, so it was okay. Just nobody is woke on set, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Apparently everybody was just cashing checks the whole fucking time <laughs> while Zeph's texting High School Musical about what John Travolta's doing next. So. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great set to be on if that's what's happening. Yeah, I'm down. So, so like, the plot of this movie is that, you know... This pleasantly plump is how she's described. This girl, Tracy, who's yeah. in love with Zeph and love with this TV show. Yes. They're holding auditions because another sort of risque thing for a PG movie, or maybe it's just like a joke or whatever. That was kind of a joke. I like this one. This one Corny's slide. sidekick is like, I'm leaving for, he's like, for how long? She's like, nine months. So obviously she got knocked up by yeah. probably someone on set. Probably Corny, honestly. Probably by Corny, yep. She, and you can also tell that like in this world, there's a lot of promiscuity because Michelle Pfeiffer talks about how like when she won Miss Teeny hairspray three years in a row yeah she won because she slept with all the judges yes she explicitly says that yeah yep. in her number in a PG movie. Talk, that, that was actually a really great number yeah I like the music I want to talk about the music in this movie but I liked that it was like Miss Baltimore Crab or something like that yeah. like that's awesome like these these kind of little jokes are what kept me involved in it it wasn't like super nerdy theater nerd kind of jokes like that's just funny to me you know what I mean like it was just so stupid like the whole thing is so stupid it was awesome and then like later in the movie when she, I guess when she's referenced Referencing that time and that song or whatever, she's like, oh, when they're when Tracy's trying to sneak in at the end to, you know, be at the contest. Yes. Michelle Pfeiffer says something like, you know, I risked communicable diseases for this thing. She'll risk jail time. Like, you know, I got yeah. crabs. I miss Baltimore crabs or whatever. You yeah. Know, she's gonna come in here. She whatever. Yeah. So the plot is that you know that girl gets knocked up. She's going away. So they need a new sidekick. So Tracy wants to do it. She shows up, basically gets fat shamed into leaving. Yeah, that was terrible. Then, but okay, whatever. It was the 60s. I mean, like, yeah, but still. Ow. Goes to school the next day, gets in detention, goes to the detention. And detention is just like, you know, this is just like... It's fire. In your, in your words, it's fire flames lit. Like, there's there's no yeah. teachers around. It's just, it's 100% black kids dancing to cool music. Yeah, I wonder if this was a social commentary on, like, the prison systems at the time. You know what I mean? Because it's like... Uh, yeah, that's that's the first thing I thought is I was like, oh, like one white girl shows up and she's like, this is where we keep all the black people. You know what I mean? It was like, it was really weird that she just goes to detention. And they're like all in jail, essentially. I wonder if that's what they meant. If not, that's how I read it, because I thought that was like pretty interesting. <laughs> And Tracy is a massive hit. And I mean, that's that that sounds like a play on her weight, and that's not what I mean. But she's a huge <laughs> hit. She's really big. She's a huge. She's a really big hit. Heavy. No, it was a, a heavy. She yeah. like she fits in with them. She's all about integration. Like, that's like yeah. she's consistent throughout. Like, she's but they do accept her pretty immediately, which I didn't like. Like she walks in, does like half a dance, like half a two step, and then yeah. they're like, "Oh, you're perfect." Awesome, but also it. this movie is two hours long, and like if she had to like grow to gain their trust, like it would have been like two and a half hours. Like it would have been so long. Yeah, true. But fucking musicals are long as shit, anyways. Like, give me the extra half an hour for her to like work work up through that, as opposed to 
making me sit through some other bullshit. <laughs> so she's now with the she's now with the detention crew, the Breakfast Club, right? Yeah. So they're in detention, right? Yeah. And I don't know. I think Zeph. Oh, Zeph. Oh, yeah. That's what happens. So Zeph is walking down the hall, and I feel like he's at the school just for like this kind of thing to happen. <laughs> you know, like he's walking down the school and he hears music and he looks in the classroom and sees her dancing, uh. and he's like, oh, he's like, whoa daddy like he basically tells her that if you do this for corning he'll love it you'll be on the show and she's like really and so then we go to the record hop and i think this but dude, is she's def- just like she's like boom on the show like that's it like it's it, there's there's no transition from her like right. not being it was like not on the show dancing on the show like just one two three like th- th- yep. it's like yeah but again like you don't like it's, it's i think it's just the you know get to the story like i don't know how this was two hours long like, there's so much stuff in here like there's so many things that happen in this movie yeah it does move pretty fast but at the same time you have that like 20 minute laundry folding scene so like i don't know when anything happened <laughs> or the seduction like the joke seduction that yeah. scene was also like 15 minutes long that's important because like it, it breaks up christopher walken and john travolta's marriage but then like Two scenes later, they're back together, and there's a song about them getting back together. So, like, I don't, I, I feel like this is kind of the, I, I sort of want to watch the original because I feel like this Same. is like, yeah, I feel like this is like a, we need to get to these songs, but we added this other stuff in, so like, we need to have everything happen quickly. And we need to show so much of Michelle Pfeiffer, right? We need to show so much of John Travolta because like they're in it that this is what happened. Let me see the runtime. I'm looking up the runtime of the other one. The runtime. Oh, so the runtime okay. of the original was 132. An hour 32 or 132? An hour 32. So they added like another half an hour of content at wow. least. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we need to wow. watch the original and see what the fuck happened yeah. in this. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's crazy. Yeah. I feel I feel like that's what happens when you try to like when you when you want to combine the movie and the stage show and your original ideas, now you have like three sources of material yep. trying to become one thing and you're like, I don't know how to do all this. Yeah, exactly. And plus like like I was saying before, I'm sure that they they were like if we have John Travolta in this, we have to give him so much time. If we have Michelle Pfeiffer in this, like Christopher Walken needs so much screen time to like be right. in the movie. Like it was a good move, honestly. Like if I was a producer director and like I had this lineup of like, you know, actors, I would try to give them all their their couple minutes, right? Like it's opposed to like having yeah. somebody just like breeze through in the background or something. There was another thing on IMDb and I don't know where this was true because it's not true in the credits or on IMDb to be or whatever but they said that Allison Janney was top billed and they said which is weird because she's only in the movie for like three minutes I, I'll be honest I didn't even catch her I don't I don't know where she was I, I don't know what I was doing that like I missed it but like I don't oh she's Amanda Bynes mom oh damn it really damn. so yeah so in the beginning of the so she's she's in like that makes two sense or three scenes. it's the short hair thing that freaked me out man oh yeah but yet yeah, now it's it's I can definitely see her face in my head so at the beginning of the movie when they're dancing to Corny Collins in uh John Travolta's house where he hasn't left the apartment in 11 years like there's so many things that are just like yeah. Oh, I guess this is gonna be a thing now. And then, like, as soon as he mentions that, the next scene, he's outside. Like, yep. welcome to Baltimore. I thought that this was gonna be a long struggle. Which I guess that's also the sort of the thing that, like, you know, you know what song is coming. So, like, I haven't left my house. You know, I, I haven't gone out to see Baltimore. Then, yeah. like, it's like welcome to Baltimore. You know, and it's just yep. like all right. But yeah, so they're dancing, and Amanda Bynes hides because uh, Rachel's cousin comes over to pick up the laundry. Yes. And John Travolta's like, you know, like it was dirtier. Like I had to use the rocks to get out. Or so I don't know what she's doing to her clothes, but like something gross and filthy yeah and she had a lot of personal stains and had to use rocks to get them out see again pg movie what the fuck PG is that movie. about 
Okay. I don't know. And then later in the movie, she kidnaps or sort of like abducts Tracy when Tracy's wanted by the cops. She locks her in the basement. Yep. And then at the very end of the movie, when she sees Amanda Bynes dancing with that guy Seaweed, the black guy named Seaweed on TV, yeah. she like flips out and falls over the table. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's in the movie. I t- just t- totally missed her. <laughs> I, I'm like, I just didn't put it together. I, now that you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely yep. her. But yep. I was like, I saw the billing after, like, I stopped the movie. I was, oh, I was on the IMDb to try to figure out if the blonde girl, I was really thinking that the blonde chick that plays, like, you know, fake Sharpe, yeah. uh, that she was the wife in Dirty Grandpa. I really thought that they might have been the same person. Oh. And I was hoping to make a Zeph connection, but... I couldn't. Sorry. What other Zeph movie was Allison Janney? Was she in, in Liberal Arts? Was that that? Yeah, right? She was in Liberal Arts, yes. yeah. And she, yeah. she was in something else. I think she's been in a couple Zeph movies. Wasn't she? Let me take a look. She's like a part in like some of the other ones, too. Let me see here. We've definitely watched some movies where we talked about her before. Like multiple movies where we've talked about her. Yeah, we've, we've brought her up a couple times. All right, let's see here. She was in one episode of Lost? Really? What? She was in one episode of Lost. She was in Liberal Arts. Yeah. She plays Slutty Teacher. Um... If you're going forward to backwards, then that that would have been it. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, I think I think that was it. So we just must have talked about her a lot on that episode, I guess. Hold on, I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look it up one other way. Hold on, Zac Efron, Allison Janney. I think it's just these two. Oh, yeah, damn. just those two. It does feel like she's been in another one. Right, we've talked about her a lot. I think we must have just talked about her a lot on that liberal arts episode because we had nothing else to talk about. Yeah, true. That and and also we always like comment on Zeph like banging older women. So I think that we were always like reverting back to talking about Alice and Janie and liberal arts and yep. Who else? All these other old beautiful women. Oh, uh, Nicole Kidman in um, yep. Paperboy. Nicole Kidman. The record hop is Zeph's first. It's really like the one. Like Zeph has basically two songs in this movie. And that's where we can talk about the music. I liked the. It was fine, but like there's nothing memorable to me here. And I don't know if it was musically I was notes or yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I agree. The music was fine. But at the same time, the watching La La Land, I can't tell you any fucking song from La La Land. Like, I can't. I know that you liked it and you remember the songs, but I find so, none so of them So, La La Land, there's basically, from what, so there's three songs in La La Land. There's the opening song, where they're in the cars, right? Then there is the audition song, where Emma yeah. Stone sings. And then there's the City of Stars, which is the one that won the Oscar, which is the one that, like, they sing when they Okay, that one's good, and here. now I remember it only because we were, like, listening to it before yeah. the Oscars and stuff like that. Like, that's why I remember it, not because... Like, when I walked out of the movie, I looked at Rachel and said, like, I can't tell you any song that happened in that movie, like, or any words from any song that happened. There's, there's so many songs in here, and, like, they're not bad. Like, they're good. Like, I, I'm not well-versed enough in musical theater or musicals to, like, Same. really say good or bad, but I feel like, I think it's just for a different demographic, but the, the High School Musical songs were so much more memorable Fire. than the ones here. Yeah, they were just catchier. I think that they were written to be catchier. I don't know if maybe they used, like, a lot of the old songs from the musical or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how much of they kept true to the first movie or the stage play. Right. So that's what I'm kind of curious about. But yeah, the only one that I remember was the Baltimore Crabs thing because Michelle Pfeiffer caught, <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. You know what I mean? Like Baltimore Crabs, and she's talking about. And I don't even I don't even remember that honestly. Like I I, I know that it was a song because I, I went through the movie a second time looking for Zeph songs. And he's on five. He's credited on five songs. He's credited on It Takes Two, which we only hear basically the last line of. Like I think it's something that's like happening on TV. 
Oh, It Takes Two, I think, is the song that they're singing I don't know, right before they announce Negro Day. It's something like we literally hear the last song and like we cut to Corny saying something. So it's not much at all. Then we have Ladies' Choice, which I like, which is the one where they're at the record hop. And that's where Tracy shows off for Corny and catches his eye. And okay. she's like, da- she's dancing in that circle. Yeah, yeah, that's when Zep is singing, because he actually yes. is mm-hmm. singing. He, yes. like, he, they give him, like, a stage, and he has a band and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I remember Then there's Without now. Love, which is the other big Zep song, which is where he, he goes to Tracy's house and goes up to her bedroom and then, like, eats her baby Ruth bar and kisses her photograph. Yes. And while Seaweed is singing the same song when he goes and rescues Amanda Bynes, yep. who's been bound and tied to her bed by Alice and Janney. Yeah. That was a good premonition of kinks for <laughs> Amanda Bynes. I was like, oh, tie Amanda Bynes up. That works. <laughs> So those are the two big Zeph songs, and those are the two other ones is You Can't Stop the Beat, which he's, he barely sings on, but that's the one at the final, at the, at the talent show, like when the rocket ship comes down, and then yeah. he's on uh, Come So Far, Got So Far to Go, which is over the credits, which is the first song in the credits. Which is what and I he actually has like a, like a verse in that, which right. was pretty cool. This wasn't super memorable to me. His singing wasn't, it's good. It's like there's nothing. Zeth there's good. nothing like get your head in the game, though. No, no, we're not even close to a high school musical song. And I really, I was really hoping because we had never seen Hairspray. I was really hoping that we would have had a full-on Zef High School Musical version. You know, like I, w- I wanted him to be more prominent, like we said before. Did you get a sense from Rachel? Like she said that they messed this up, but does she love the music? I don't know. If she had a strong enough opinion to say that they messed it up, I'm guessing she loved the music, or at least loved some of the music. You know what I mean? Because if you love a musical, I guess you could love the story, but you probably also mostly love mostly the love the music. Yeah, it has to be based like the music is the skeleton of every every musical. So I'm thinking that she had seen the stage play version a bunch, or maybe once or what whatever. Oh, okay. But she but she will do this and then she will listen to the music for it, like in the car and stuff. If she's driving and like I'm not right, there, right, right. So I'm thinking that's what she was saying too. Uh, yeah, that's the sense that I'm going to get from it, is that she meant that she really liked the old music, and she forgot that they had, like, changed the music so much and cut songs. I, it, that's just a prediction. I don't want to be too critical on the songs, because, like, I feel like people love this, but I just, there's nothing, as someone who, this is the first time that we've seen it, like, there's nothing that really stood out. Nope, I definitely agree. Yeah. And, like, there, like there's the scene that, you know, where Michelle Pfeiffer is trying to seduce Christopher Walken, and I'm like, to what end? Like, what is going on here? And I think her ultimate plan is to have Travolta catch them, which he does, and then Travolta says, Tracy, I don't want you on that show anymore, but like that feels like a really weird roundabout way to get to that. Yeah, I want to know how they made this happen in the other versions, because you're right, it did feel very convoluted. For any reason to kick Tracy off, it's like Michelle Pfeiffer has to like sleep. I guess that plays to her character, you know, because she's like, I'm like a whore that like gets everything from banging people. So maybe that's like her like normal weapon to do stuff like this. And, like, that's how they could include that. But, like, Christopher Walken's character throughout the whole movie just plays, like, nicest guy ever, totally loves his wife. So it's kind of hard to believe. Yeah. Like, that scene where there's the seduction, like, I don't remember that song at all. But there I was a song in that Walken. one? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I don't she's remember. Singing, I think she's singing to him. But, like, he's got the big, like, he's just, like, it's one prank after another. Yeah. Because, like, I think the whole thing is, like, she's trying to seduce him and, like, you know, he's got this whole shop of gags that he then turns into a Tracy shop, which I thought was kind of cool. That he goes and sells and becomes like this, you know, massive hit as she becomes a massive hit. But she's trying to sing to seduce him, and he 
he's just not into it. Like, he's just in love with Travolta. And, you yeah. know, of course, the timing, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer straddles him as Travolta walks in. And, like, the, you know, the end result is the same. If I was John Travolta, I'd, I would have had to reshoot that scene, like, 75 times. Just have Michelle Pfeiffer straddle me over and over and over again. I mean, if you were Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah, Christopher Walken. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, oh, man, whoops, whoops. <laughs> Messed that and up. They were both in. They were both in Batman Returns. They were. Uh, she was Catwoman, oh, really? and he was Max Shrek, which is sort of the. Oh, I think the main bad guy. That's so right. Okay, cool. I need to rewatch that one then. Awesome. So for a them. fifteen year reunion for the two of them. Yeah, and everyone in this movie apparently. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, that like that's just an example of like how every song like there's a lot of songs and all the songs sort of move the story forward. I don't I don't get like I, nothing stands out to me. Yeah, I need to ask Rachel if she like actually likes the music from this one and which one she likes. Or we'll if... have Rachel write in for hate mail. I mail, love Zach her Attack to at me. We will read anything on air. But if you love these songs in Hairspray, let us know. And which ones do you like? And what like did they did this movie do them justice? Yeah, because I'm honestly I'm probably never gonna watch the original Hairspray. Even though like 20 minutes ago, I was like, oh, we 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 really gotta watch that one. Like, yeah, it's probably not gonna happen. I'm probably not gonna happen. I have a lot more shit on my list to do. Write us some write us some hate mail, please. They get to the end where there's the Miss Teenage Hairspray contest, which I don't know. Oh, you just become a permanent dancer. I think the winner. You become that head dancer. dancer. Yeah. You become head dancer of the corny show. But it feels like low stakes for like not Sharpay because she's already on the show. Yeah, and I think she already is head... But I think you get, like, dethroned, too. So I think that's what oh, she's worried oh, about. Oh, because she had won already. Oh, because she's like... So she's defending her... her yes. She's defending her crap. That's what... Because she says it at some point. She's like, I am Miss Teen Hairspray. Okay. Well, you come at the queen, you best not miss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that rip. That was so perfect. I just need to take a second to regroup after that one. Well, good. That was really good. <laughs> But yeah, so like they, the police are on high alert. Why is Tracy wanted by the cops? Because she oh, for, hits oh, them with oh, the sign. For, she hits them with the sign. Yes. At the march. That there's the whole, there's Queen, Queen Latifah is in this movie. Yes. And we haven't even talked about her yet. She, and she plays a pretty cool role. Yeah, the Michelle Pfeiffer says that there's no more Negro Day at the show. Instead of one day a month, it's zero days a month. <laughs> and so they're having a march on the TV station to, to protest. So there's like this whole yeah, song. Yeah, like a nice peaceful march to protest. Like, they're not even doing anything bad. This is pretty awesome. Like, no looting, no fucking around. They just, like, walk up and they're just like, we just want to have Negro Day again. And then the cops break it up and Tracy hits somebody with a sign then runs away. Well no, he like he's like talking he's like talking to Queen Latifah and then he just like dismisses her and Tracy like to get his attention like taps him with the sign on the back. All hell breaks loose. Also don't ever touch a cop. Especially yeah, just like just don't touch cops. Especially not in Baltimore. Especially not in B more no, no real police in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, don't don't touch a cop. Especially a white cop when you have a bunch of black people around you, probably not yep. a good idea. Because then you're gonna get Presbo like accidentally like clocking, you know, not <laughs> maybe not accidentally, but you know, punching a guy in the face and then getting or just shooting the everyone. Presbo shoot everyone. He's accidentally becomes, shot like six. And he people. becomes a teacher at this high school, you know, and then he runs attention and he's cool with the kids. I mean, like it, it all comes around. Yeah, he's maybe Presbo's running the detention where the black kids are dancing. <laughs> You know what I mean? I did really like in the finale of The Wire how Presbo shows up with a beard and he's sort of like in with the kids now. Like he has it under control. Yeah. Like we haven't seen him at all in season five. So like it's here. Like, you know, I yeah. feel like the, the detention that we see in this movie is sort of detention from season four of The Wire where he's like, <laughs> everything's out of control. <laughs> Nothing makes any sense. Yeah. Exactly. But then next, if we see Hairspray 2, <laughs> then stuff's going to be under control and Presbo's going to be there. It's going to be pretty cool. 
Yeah, like choreographed, more choreographed dancing, less loose freeform dancing. But yeah, so what what I did like was that they have cops outside the Miss Teenage Hairspray contest, and Michelle Pfeiffer's like, you know, she's going to show up to this. They somehow get the idea that maybe Tracy was there before anybody got there, and she's like in the building. Yeah. So the cops have to break in, but like they, they lock the doors, and so they take the Miss Hairspray can, like this huge can outside, and use it as a battering ram yeah. and get in, and they don't find Tracy inside. But then they realize, they're like, that can sure was heavy and Michelle Pfeiffer was like no it's supposed to be empty that it was like a Trojan horse situation that Tracy is now in the show and she comes down from the rafters in the rocket ship yep. and upstages everyone yep. but I feel like so this is what's weird Okay. And I think it's just sort of the, the world of the show. That you just described the most fucked up situation. Wait, hold on. You just described the most fucked up, fucked up <laughs> logical situation ever. And you go, and then this is why it's weird. A person hiding well, in a, so, a can of hairspray, yeah. cops using it as a battering ram. That was fine. With but, Christopher Walken dressed as his daughter as a diversion. Yes. That was it? But no, but like, what's no, what's weird? Like, I'm, I'm building up to that. We, we can get back to that. But like, all season long, there's like this tally board of who is Miss Teenage Hairspray. Yeah. And I guess like there's voting all year long or whatever. Yeah, it's like American Idol or something. Right. Amber, Miss, Te- Miss or not Sharpay, is in the lead. And Tracy seems to be number two. That, you know, she's very popular, but not Sharpay has the lead. Yeah. Whatever. This final show is where all the votes are. Yes. And so okay, there's I like know five getting, white though. girls that we don't know. Yeah. And then there is not Sharpay. None of them do anything of note. Like, they're all boring. And I guess that's sort of the thing. But then when Tracy comes in, she's scaled back, too. Like, I don't think she did anything special. Yeah. And you're getting to the main point, which is... Zeph calls over Inez, yes. the little black girl, which is Queen Latifah's daughter. Yes. And she steals the show, and she wins Miss Teenage Hairspray. Even though there's no way she's a teenager. But she wins Miss Teenage Hairspray. And Corny's like, well, I guess that's it. We're show- our show is integrated now. And everybody cheers. And then Zeph- everybody dances I th- together. So I think that Zeph is actually the one that cured racism in this movie. It's very possible. Because by him pulling her over, Zeph cures racism. Zeph gets right. rid of all of racism in the world by pulling but, over the black girl to dance with. What? But Tracy cures him. And then he cures racism. By association. Okay, that's fine. I just like to believe that Zeph cured all the racism. It's a tag team effort, but yeah. And then at the it's very end... It's mainly Zeph. It's mainly Zeph. It's mainly Zeph, of course. Okay. I mean, for... We're not... This isn't This isn't Tracy attack. This is Zach attack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I have a good note on that. Rachel told me that she said this. I don't know if it's true or not. We could fact check her, but I, I believe it. She said that the girl that plays Tracy was just like some no-name girl. And they yeah. had like an open casting... To mm-hmm. like find a girl and like she just won and like that's she's yeah like, I don't know I don't know about the open casting I believe that but this was definitely her first movie and she celebrated her 18th birthday on set but yeah this is like her debut and she's great in this yeah I think she's honestly one of the best per- people in there and at the very end of the movie she gets to kiss Zeph which is like I mean a great prize for anybody yeah fuck yeah I'll take that prize so earlier in the movie you know when they're doing that song without love and he's in her bedroom and he kisses the photo frame I don't know if this is true because it's seems ridiculous but there was a thing on imdb that said the director made him make out with that photo for an hour huh which i feel like is an exaggeration and like a lie but i still would love a world where the zach efron that we know and love made out with a photo like a picture frame for an hour yeah i want to see that deleted scene all 55 minutes i watched it it again because like i read that and i was like i don't remember that happening and like he kisses it but like as soon as he puts his lips to it it cuts away to the seaweed and amanda Bynes. so like it happens on screen but like basically it could be like a peck it could be like whatever and then they just cut away yeah so they don't need an hour of footage for it but 
I don't think so, at least. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they did. But then at the end, like, they get, like, an actual, like, not like a makeout kiss, but like, they get, like, a long kiss a between lo- two yeah. of them, so. A long kiss. Not not really tongue, but a long kiss. And this is Zeph at, like, the beginning of his superstardom. Yeah, so she got in Because High School Musical had already come out, so yeah, I mean, this girl, she not only did she low. win the contest, but she won, yeah, like, that's who. Yeah, good for her, man. That's pretty awesome. And then Michelle Pfeiffer gets her come up and said at the end that she switched the tallies, which I don't everything, know how this because Inez still won. Michelle Pfeiffer just melts in like the last three <laughs> minutes. It, it, they're like, "You're fired. You're racist. You fucked with the vote. Hairspray gives you cancer. Like, it, it just like everything just crumbles around her. Like, they just they give you the best, most cookie cutter, perfect ending where it's just like they just crush her over and over and over again, all in like two minutes. I was like, damn, damn, wow. Yeah. So it's 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 a, it's a happy ending for every character, whether we care about them or not. Like, or not the not a happy ending for every character, but like the right ending for every character. Yes, the most logical correct ending for every character i would agree and racism is solved so that's that yeah and then there's no more racism and that's how life became so perfect <laughs> and the world was right all was right in the world a little bit of some some more trivia it took john travolta four hours to put on the 30 pound fat suit and five gel filled silicone face prosthetics to become edna turnblad so that's a long time to get into that Dude, fat suit. every but every time we read a fact like this it's always this. Like anytime somebody uses prosthetics on like on their face or something, yep. it's always like it took six hours to do this every day. And you're like, seriously? Like he probably got on set at like, like six o'clock in the morning and just sat in the chair and like fell asleep or you know what I mean? And then like yeah, was ready to shoot by ten. How do you do that? Crazy. That's a that's a long time to be with someone. Like what is that? Like I think that it's weird being alone with someone, getting a massage for an hour. Like how much should you talk or not talk to them? Like I I barely talk to the person that cuts my hair. So. Like, like, what the fuck do you say to the person that's, like, rubbing shit on your face all the time? I don't know. I don't know either, dude. He also apparently had some input because he wanted to make it look more realistic than look like a fat suit, which I guess it kind of does. Like, it's not just like a... Like, it's not a... Well... But his so face looks, looks plastic looks by now. You? Yeah. What looks better to you, this fat suit or Miss Doubtfire fat suit? I honestly like the Miss Doubtfire one better. I think a Miss Doubtfire one looks... I don't know if it's Robin Williams, like, the shape of his face or something. I could just see John Travolta so easily through the fat suit. Like, it, it was just John Travolta's wacky-ass plastic surgery to me. I, I, well, I think what looks better... I'm not sure which one looks better, but I think what looks better in this one is when John Travolta is at that dress shop run by Jerry Stiller, that he's changing into a dress, and they sort of open show the his arms early. Yeah. And they show like him in, like, in like the slip in the underwear too. or whatever. I noticed and that looked too. that looked pretty okay. It looked great. Because in, in Mrs. Doubtfire, you know, it's just, it's literally just a fat suit. Like, in the movie, it's a fat suit on a character, as opposed to just, like, the character is the fat, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. also, what's also crazy is that Robin Williams was considered for the Travolta role. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He should have been the Travolta role. I, I think I would have liked that better, but I don't know about his singing and dancing. I mean, Travolta's an obvious choice. It's a good choice. It's a safe choice. Yeah. But I would like to have it been Robin Williams just because I like Robin Williams. The first day that the girl who played Tracy, this girl Nikki Blonsky, came on set, she apparently said this to Oprah on Oprah's show. The first day she got on set, John Travolta said to her, come to mama. <laughs> He's such a weird fuck. Which I think is kind of funny, whatever, yeah. Come to Xanu. Aretha Franklin auditioned for the Queen Latifah part. Really? And didn't get it? Wait, Queen Latifah beat out Aretha Franklin? Aretha Franklin. Damn! Okay, wow. Meryl Streep and Madonna were considered for the role of Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, that's cool. Go Meryl. 
that's I would love to have seen Meryl play this. She would actually have been a great villain in that she she like just seems like an evil villain, you know what I mean? Yeah. But she's also not like hypersexualized, so it would have been kinda weird. This is the second time Michelle Pfeiffer took Debbie Harry's role, Debbie Harry the lead singer from Blondie. Uh, apparently Debbie Harry was supposed to be in Greece too and in this movie and she and Michelle Pfeiffer beat her at both times. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Go Michelle Pfe- Michelle that poor chick hates Michelle Pfeiffer so bad. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer was originally arrested at the end of the movie, but that scene got cut. Why is she arrested? Do we know why she would have been arrested? For rigging the ballot, I guess, or being racist in the city that's post-racism now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Racism's cured. Arrest all the racists. There we go. <laughs> oh, in the beginning of the movie, when they're in that Good Morning Baltimore, the they walk down the, when she's walking down the, when Tracy's walking down the street to go to school, and they're like, "There's the town flasher." The town flasher is John Waters, the director from the original movie. Oh really? Yep. That's awesome. That's really really cool. That see, this is so the original director of this movie had to be awesome because his sense of humor is super on par with mine. Yeah, like I, I you really would, you would like his movies. I think you should maybe watch. I don't know if you should watch the original Hairspray. I'm going, but I to think now. you should watch some of his other stuff. Yeah, if you if you can bring yourself back and like you're like what character do you want to be and you're like the flasher obviously. Like that's that would be my choice too. You know, like I don't want a real role. I just want to be like a wacky person. And the last thing is that Zeph was I mean this is this sort of seems obvious, but Zeph was cast or offered the role after the director saw him in High School Musical, which just makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That's an obvious choice too. Like once yep. you saw Zeph killing it, you'd be like, "Okay, pull perfect for this." I thought Zeph was actually going to be like the corny role, to be honest with you. Yeah, that he would have been good in that too. Yeah, I think I think that those could have been interchangeable, honestly. But probably they needed the more like stronger dancer to be like the dan- like the heartthrob. You know what I mean? He does kill it in the dan- as a dancer in this movie. Like he's great. Yeah, he's slaying the whole time. Like I'm not like somebody that notices a lot of dance stuff, but I know that he did really good. Like, well, that was the other thing that, like, I think I offended Rachel on one High School Musical episode where there were some scenes where, like, I wasn't impressed by his dancing and, like, other scenes where he was. But, like, here, I mean, he is really Elvising it up. And, like, he's yeah. great. Yeah, he's fitting, like, the time period, like, dancing to the to the period, which was awesome. So, yeah, I like it. That's all the notes and all the trivia that I have about the movie. you have anything else before we get into the games? No, I think we did a really good job of summing up my feelings for the movie. I'm happy with that. Uh, we talked about everything. I, you got through everything after you sucked out all my cool facts that I wanted to say. Yep. Yeah, we got through the movie. And totally I, cock-blocked you. I Zeph-blocked you. You Zeph-blocked me, so... I st- Stuff blocked you. Sock, stuff sock, cocked, sock, sock, sock blocked. You sock wienered me. Sock Thanks. blocked. Sock yep. blocked. Okay. So mailbag, uh, we have five emails. Five emails? Who the fuck? Because are Jess Collins caught up was on catching up. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Perfect. So she Hi, Jess. Us five times. <laughs> Hello. So this is on April 26, which is like a month ago. Yes. Subject: Hate mail. Guys, I want you to know I'm still listening. I'm still out here. Keep making shit. Don't let me down. We won't. We will keep making shit even when you stop listening, Jess Collins. She never will. She never will. I hope She's always there for us. Thank you. Yeah, if you want to email us, we will read anything on air. ZachAttack at cageclub.me. Just like Anchorman, he reads anything on the teleprompter. Just send it in. So the Entourage episode... Oh, she got to that one? The Entourage episode, she... Next email is called Hate Mail Entourage episode. Okay. And she said, worst episode. And then she said to you... Joe, stop being so depressed. And then she sent stop this picture. Stop being so depressing or depressed. Just dep- no depressed because you were so you were so bummed out about that episode yeah, about dude, that it movie. Yeah, just shot me down, man. TV Sorry. show. I'm better now. Look, I'm back. 
I'm back and better than ever. I got my fat suit oh, on. Oh, and as as we're reading this, Jess Collins just shared a tweet with me saying, Reppin' Cage Club in VA today. So she's got her t-shirt on. She knows somehow that we're talking about her. Yeah, her ears are burning. Wow, that's super cool. Do you see this picture she put of Zeph crying? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I love Zeph crying. Crying Zeph is my favorite Zeph. Second only to shirtless Zeph. Let me see here. Let me get this. uh... And shirtless and crying and running Zeph is obviously number one. Ever, ever, ever. That's just like God mode. So I just posted there. This is a a tweet from her husband. And she's got her feet in the kiddie pool looking like super relaxed with the cage club shirt on. Yeah, she's looking like she's about to take some dick pics to send to you. It looks great. So that she is repping Cage Club in VA today. Awesome. I'm glad that she... Actually, I'm going to message her right now. I'm messaging you live on air as we record Zack Attack. We are literally currently reading your fan mail and also this interaction. Yes. Little Perfect. heart emoji. Cool. Back cool. to the emails. So that was number two. Number three. Yes. WTF is happening. Okay. Whoa. So she sent, there's no text in here. She sent two pictures. This is the first them. one. It's Zeph from a High School Musical movie <laughs> with a lyric, <laughs> hold up at the bottom. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Zeph's arms in this are like, are so moving that it looks like yep. they're like cut off or something. I like it. That's a good picture. Good job. Nice one. And then this is number two, which is a great picture. It's Zeph eating a donut, which looks fake, uh, with a cat eyeing the donut. Yeah, that's how I imagine Zeph most of the time. It's just this picture. That's how yep. I... If I imagine myself as Zeph in this picture, is what I imagine. <laughs> she messaged back on Twitter saying, number one fan, Cage Club Network forever. So she's never going to leave us. Awesome. Never, ever, ever. Not. Now her next email was called Fire Ass Titles. Fire Ass Titles. And this is... We, this is another game that... Remember, she suggested yes. the high school... Yeah. Me, the the yeah. title game. Obviously. So this is a picture that she put in there. More pictures. It is the... Rageful Zeph song from High School Musical 2, <laughs> where he's doing the sand, and it says fire ass titles and says Zach attack on the top of. So she made this. And the, That's awesome. I really in like the email. The email says the Joe's Fix movie titles. If I have the time to sit and re-listen to all of these Zach attack episodes, which I will do someday because number one fan over here, <laughs> I would write down all of the times you guys have reimagined a movie title. I know you can do it. Don't let me down. Get your fucking heads in the game. Serious your, about these fire-ass titles, I'll be waiting. Yep, we've been playing. I wish that we did, like, a YouTube channel just so we could have this, like, pop up in the corner. You know what I mean? Like, now it's time for <laughs> fire-ass titles. And it's just, yes. like, Zeph I'm going to put this picture, though, that she made on the Facebook and the Twitter page because it's so good. Yeah, that's perfect. I like it. Good job. Thanks, Jess. And the last email she sent was also called fire-ass titles, and she said, Guys, you did me proud today. Spot on with the renaming of me and Orson Welles. You played the game perfectly. It's exactly how I imagined it. And this made my Monday. Then she gave a list of her five favorite titles for me and Orson Welles that we did. Number one, actually, let's see here. Okay, I'm going to count it up from the bottom. Okay, so number it. five, she said, Springtime for Hitler. She said, I see what you did there. Wonder who else did. <laughs> number four, Orson Steals My Girl. Number three, The Rehearsal. Then she added a note, this could be a horror film. Yeah. Number two, opening night, and she added a note, super ominous. And then number one, her favorite was the walk-on role, which I think was Mike's. Yeah, I and think And she said, this seems Mike... way sexier than the movie, which yeah. is true. 
Yeah, it was good. That's a good one. The walk-on role. And then she said, keep it going with the fire-ass titles in the future. And yes, that's now what I'll call them from now on with we this will. image in my head. Although I wish it had flames. So we're going to now rename this to be fire-ass titles. Can we put flames coming out of his hands? I want that. Sure. Like, like flame emojis. Literally flame emojis. Like he's throwing... Ooh the flame emoji out that's what that's the only way i could make this better just i love the idea and i'm just just building on that so thank you so that's all the fan mail if you have fan mail like i just said i just we read everything verbatim so email us zackattack at cageclub.me be the first person to email us that isn't rachel jess or melissa be <laughs> fan number four i see the download numbers i know people are listening let us maybe. know that you're listening. Or maybe they're just down... Like, maybe I just have, like, a bunch of cousins that download <laughs> these to make me feel better about myself. I'm surprised that your sister hasn't emailed in. One, she doesn't like me. And two, <laughs> she doesn't listen to these. I know. She, she just she just wants to yell at me about them. She just, like, will just, like, come in and she, <laughs> she'll just, like, message me and be like, Oh, High School Musical, sick. I hope you did a good one. And I'm like, you should listen to it. She's like, no. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm surprised she hasn't sent emails either. But didn't, have you sent her sent me like screenshots that she sent you of her and all of her friends talking about Zack Attack? Yeah, apparently. Or maybe they're just talking about Zack Attack, but not actually listening to Zack Attack. Maybe yeah, maybe they were just talking about it. I hope that if if one of her friends hears this, write us in, write write emails, hate mail to me. Don't be nervous, anyone. Like we're just gonna <laughs> read it. Like it's not gonna be like. Yeah, we're just also, gonna read if it. you if you don't want me to read your name. Just say you don't want the name read. Like you, you, or you make can, a like, fake you know, name. You can make a fake, fake name. Yeah, fake name. Whatever you want here. It's like the email addresses the, are free. Just send it. Yeah. What is the what is the like editors thing? Like they always you know like when you do editorials in the newspaper, it's like you know scared and sad. You know like oh sign like, you know, like when you're like writing in for like advice or whatever. Yeah, like when you write into like help columns, just pick up a fucking random name. Nobody cares. Well, there's a thing Nom de Plume, which I think is your pen name. Is that pen name? Yeah, pending. So, like, when J.K. Rowling was writing as Robert Galbraith to see if she could sell books without her name, that was her nom de plume. So, I mean, you could be a nom de plume when you email us. Just, you know, say it's signed, whatever. And I'll just read whatever's in the email unless it's from somebody that we know. I hope J.K. Rowling's writing us emails now. She was just maybe nervous, and she just didn't want to put her real name down. She is such an influential person on Twitter. Like, imagine if she somehow found out about Zack Attack and then, like, retweeted us. Oh, boy. (laughs) I know. The world of Harry Potter at our fingertips. Exactly. We would just get roasted. So we have exciting news. Still not going to announce who it is, but six months from today, if you're listening to this episode, the day comes out June 1st, we are releasing our new podcast. However, we're not just doing one, we are doing Bonus. two podcasts. We were going to scale up the one. So we had an idea for one guy, the two guys. We had an idea for one guy and we were going to do two episodes a month and do one on the first of the month and do one on the 15th of the month. But then, as we were sort of prepping or whatever, just talking about it, we found out somebody else that were like, oh, we need to do him. Yes. And so... Very much in the same vein as Zeph. So now instead of doing two movies a month for the one guy, we're going to do one movie a month for two different people. And I think they're both going to come out on the first of the month. We still have to figure that out. But I like the first of the month release schedule. If Here's another thing you can do. If you have a guess who it is email us, zackattackatcageclub.me, and we will read your guesses on air. And if someone, who I haven't told explicitly already who we're doing, if somebody else guesses, we will announce it on air. We yeah, Oh, yeah, we can announce early. If you guess it right, then we will admit that that's who it is. 
That's a cool one. Yep. I like that. More reason for people to email in. I will mail you a signed picture of Zeth with my autograph on it. Ooh. I'm throwing that go. in there, too. I'll print it out on nice paper. What a winner. Yeah, I know. So if you can guess it right, I'll do that. So that's all in our mailbag, which okay. is uh, maybe the most successful mailbag we've ever had. Yeah, it was awesome. That was you know, I like, I like when Jess keeps up with the podcast, but I also like when she listens to like six months of episodes in two days because then she sends so many emails in a row. And yeah, I like it. I agree. It's like Christmas. Google game. Okay. Hairspray Zach Efron. Oh. So there are four, there's nine things. They're kind of, they're not exciting. Okay. It's going to be like Hairspray Zach Efron's song. Song is number three. Yeah. Um, dance. Dance is not one. Um, hair. No, that, that's, it's not even as exciting as hair. Damn, really? Yep. Shoes. Nope. Nothing like that. Really? Nothing. Nothing in the. Nothing in the like the. The, the style. No. Nothing Which in is the wearables. Crazy because or... like this is like the most styled he's ever been. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. We do have your favorite autocomplete. Age number four. Yeah, age is a good one. Good. Okay. Cool. The other ones are it's it's boring. Like there's like Go ahead. it's full movie cast song full age movie character. Yeah. If you people want to watch it online trailer you fucking choice lyrics. internet pirates you you should have been it's on hbo go right now so if you want to watch it movie. it's also literally on hbo all the time i don't watch much live so i just watch whatever you know tivo just does the channels and like whatever's left on and hbo's on a lot because I, re- I record a lot on hbo two or three times this week i just turned my tv on and hairspray was on and so i just caught wow. glimpses of it i was just like oh like they, this is going to be a lot to talk about wow. so just turn on HBO, and it's probably on, or HBO Go. Like, you don't have to pirate it, just, it's so readily available for you. Yeah, exactly. Also, Ladies' Choice Lyrics, which is the song at the record hop, It Takes Two, which is the last line that we hear. We only hear the last line of that song early in the movie, and then Without Love, which is the big, where he's kissing the, uh, the, the picture, the photo, the, the picture frame. Yeah. That's that song, so. Boring. Yeah. Internet has let us down when it comes to hairspray Zach Efron the autocomplete. Yeah, well we're like we're like this one isn't like geared towards teenage girls. So I think the teenage girls produce the best Google game autocompletes. So here's here's looking forward to some more whenever we get there. I hope so. We also gotta figure out for the next podcast if we're gonna use some of these games or if we're gonna come up with I think we're gonna have to like pick and choose. Like we'd do some of them and then see what else comes up naturally. Yeah, I don't think all of them will work for both guys. Oh, we do have the new game that I'm gonna de- that I'm gonna debut today. Oh, we, we have a game. Do... To... Okay, go ahead. We're gonna okay, get to that. So Not yet. I'm, I'm just doing? going in the order that I have in my little notebook. So next is gonna be the trailer. Okay, let's watch the trailer. Link me up. Link me up, so big boy. I searched on YouTube for a Hairspray 2007 trailer. It is the first result. It's from Movie Clips Trailer Vault. It's Hairspray 2007 okay. official trailer number one. John Travolta movie HD. Okay, I'm, so really getting I'm all that Google it. SEO in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm pausing. It's two minutes and forty-seven seconds. Okay. So this is a long one, yeah. Um, I'm ready when you are. Three, two, one, play. Be more. It was a time of time tradition. tradition. Ooh, there's a voiceover from a the beginning. Yeah, and there's Allison Janney. You a saw time. her. Yeah. People who are different, their time is coming. To shake, shake things up. Not in Baltimore. I wonder how much Zeph we're gonna get in this. I, I don't I, know. I bet a decent amount, but not a ton. Okay. Oh, that's back. right. Also, like in the intro. There we go. Yeah. He's the last intro until Tracy goes on the show, and then she's after him. Yep. Oh, she has a picture of Zeph Oh, yeah, she's got the picture of Zeph in her locker that she kisses. So how does nobody notice that if they're in the same high school? I have no idea. 
Save your personal life for the cameras, sweetie. Oh, shiny. I like it. Save your I'm personal surprised life for that Michelle Pfeiffer never kisses Zeph in this movie. I wish she would have banged Zeph in this movie. Okay, there we go. Zeph. This is the record hop. Yeah, this is the, the, the big song. Yeah. Lady's Choice. See, this song is catchy, but I didn't remember it. Right. Because it just sounds like a 60s song. Like, there's yeah. nothing like... The, the, the hook is cool where he's like, Lady's Choice. But, you know, there's actually a lot of Zeph in this trailer, which is sort of surprising. Because, like, I guess he's an important character. He's just not a huge character. Yeah, know? he's not, like, as much in the movie, I think. Okay. So much Zeph. Yeah, I mean, dancing, they're really, more they're really capitalizing on the high school Segregation, racism, half a kiss... Christopher Walk. Oh, we got straddled. We got straddled in yep. the trailer. Th this Travolta. trailer. Let's see, if, let's see if Zeph. I bet Zeph's in these credits. Travolta, yeah, he Pfeiffer, is. If they, if they Amanda, Amanda Bynes, Bynes, Marsden, Queen, Queen Latifah, and Queen Latifah. So maybe not. Britney Snow. Oh, Zach, maybe. There we go. And he there winks. We go. Oh, we got a little wink. I like that. Can we use that as the picture for the cover of this one? Sure, if I can find that. The, you can get it. The one where he's like at the locker and he like winks yep. at her. That was a good one. I like that one a lot. So what's weird is that in the closing... You gotta think big to be big. Big ain't the problem in this family. See, big ain't the problem in this family. Will it does work. sound like Pennsylvania. It does. It sounds just like Pennsylvania, right? So in the closing credits of the movie... It's weird how people are credited because there's like the, I didn't you know, there's like the top to six or whatever, and then there's like, and, and then it's a whole bunch of people, and then like it's like and introducing Nikki Blonsky, like that's like she's last, even though she should be first. Yeah, I guess it's because of agents or whatever. But like Zeph is in the second half, just like he is here. Like they have like and Queen Latifah, then they cut to a scene, and then they're like Britney Snow, Zac Efron. So it's just it's weird how like. This is all agent shit. I, I, I'll tell I you like a little side story. There was um a lineup for Holy Ship once. One artist's name was like a different color, okay? So everyone was making like all of these like assumptions and guesses onto why this artist's right, name right. was like italicized, right? Yep. I talked to the guy that was in booking and he was just like, oh, his agent's a dick. And like he'd made us do that for no reason. And, like, that was the only way he would, like, that was, like, the <laughs> final step of the contract was, like, his name, if it wasn't, like, dead first and bigger than everyone else's, because, like, they're all, like, the same size, it was, like, it needed to be italicized. And you're, like, oh, that's the lamest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, pretty much. No, yeah, no, it, it makes sense, because there's, like, you know, be, so apparently there's there's ways in Hollywood that, like, people are in their contracts, like, they either have their name at the top of the movie, like, the intro credits, or at the end of the movie before the actual credits. Like, their name their name needs to be in there twice. Okay. So, like, there's, like, the full credit list, and then there's, like, you know, either at the beginning of the movie or at the start of the credits. Like, it's just, it's a whole ego thing that, like, it's just yeah. this whole system that Hollywood has. But it's just, it's just weird how, like, I, I mean, I guess not really, because it, it just has no correlation, the really. The and Queen Latifah thing is what just got, got me, because nobody else right. was, like, and John Travolta. It was just, like, and Queen Latifah. Like, that's weird. It is weird. So crying and shirtless, our guess was, so he doesn't, he's not shirtless in this movie. He does not cry. No, it was terrible. There was some opportunity for it. Recapping our guesses, okay. you thought this movie was going to be set in a salon. You thought that he was going to be shampooing someone, get some shampoo on his shirt, <laughs> And it makes him take his shirt off, and then he would have a bare, bad haircut, obviously, which is why he would cry. Yes. I thought it was going to be a very gay movie, which it was a little gay, but it wasn't nearly no, as it gay was as more I race, it was it was more race-driven than gay-driven. Yes. So, yeah, we were you were off. So I thought he was going to be shirtless through a lot of it in that way, and he was going to cry in the mu musical number, break up with a girl, and cry in the song. He does kind of break up with not Sharpay, but like he's, he's happy to get out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, he's like finally free. We missed out on some shirtless and crying Zephyrus. <laughs> so the next thing that we're doing is if you lived here, you'd be home now which is a TV movie, which we can't find legally or illegally. So what we're going to do is a bonus episode We didn't even look for it illegally, obviously. We never looked for it illegally. We just can't find it. There is a nine-minute clip on YouTube, I think like a super cut of his scenes or something. So we're going to watch that, have no idea what the movie's about. I feel like it's based on a short story. That I think that it's a is movie, a, it's though? A name. It's a movie. It's a TV movie. It's a TV movie, and we can only find... Uh, let me let me dig some deeperness. I, I think I know some peoples that we could ask about this. But at the same time, yes, we, we plan on doing the nine-minute video. If we can find... so I, It's going to be a bonus episode either way. Yeah. Because we've already set up the schedule. So, yep. like, yep. if we can find the full movie, we're still going to do it on the 15th. But as of now, it's just a bonus episode because it's going to be a, a shorty one. Not knowing at all what it's about. If you lived here, you'd be home now. Why will he cry? Um... Because this is maybe the hardest one we're ever going to do. No, this one's easy for me. So okay. he, his family died, obviously. His family died. He's doing like a wanderer, like trying to find himself in a new city type thing because he has no family anymore. Okay. And he's like on the streets and like, you know, he spent his last dollar on something or he got like robbed and he's like on the streets and he's almost homeless and he starts crying because if he lived there, he would be home now. Oh, it's kind of like bubbles. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to say he's going to cry. I feel like the easy way out on all of these, and I don't want to take it this one, is that he breaks up with a girl. Like, I feel like that's the obvious one for a lot yeah, of these. Yeah, so make up a more fun one. Oh, also, he's going to be shirtless. He's, he's also going to be shirt. Sorry, just throw my shirtless in there at the end. Okay. I think that he's going to be shirtless because he's, like, under a bridge and okay. he like he, he gets soaking wet from all this rain and he like takes his shirt off to wring it out so he's like wet and shirtless is what i'm calling okay yeah that's what i like that I sorry so i think he's going to be framed for a murder okay i like where we're going with this i think it's going to be some kind of dark twisted fucked up thing he's going to be framed for a murder okay and then from there He's going to be, like, in an interrogation room, and he's going to start crying because he's just, he's scared, he's alone, he's helpless. Okay. And then, to double down on that, he's going to be shirtless when he gets processed for booking, and he has to get changed out of his regular clothes into prison clothes. Perfect. I, I want to see that movie. I really just want to see that movie, yeah. I write these down now so that we can... Thank you. So we can remember them, because we, we spent a lot of time being like, I don't remember what the fuck I said, but we were wrong. Exactly. Yeah, this is perfect. The next game is the new game. No, it's not. We have to do fire-ass movie titles. We didn't do fire-ass movie titles for Jess. So, I okay, fire-ass titles. It's called Hairspray, which is, it's sort of High School musical a little bit. Yeah, I like quite. it. I like it. I like, um... You did like it or you did not like it? No, I like the title Hairspray. That, that would have been a yeah. good one for us to steal. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like, that, I think that would have won if we came up with the title. Oh, so here's another way that we can get people to email us. We'll give out a bunch of titles, and just like Jess did, you can either rank them or tell us your favorite. Yeah, either way. Doesn't matter to me. We'll go back and forth. So name one. TV racism. Race relations. Dance battles. After school special. Pre-meltdown. That's just a total reference. A very to special Vines. movie. A very special movie. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> the fat suit. Detention. Oh, did you? Were you? Were you planning these? Or are we no. just doing off the cuff? Off Damn. The cuff. Damn. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't got any more. Those are. I. I like. I like those ones. That there was a good list. So let us know what your favorite is. Yeah, I like yeah. that too. Yeah, the fat... I liked Detention. Detention was a nice move. The Jokester. Ooh. Yeah. 
And then we can just say, like, Miss Teenage Hairspray. Oh, Funny Man. Okay. Okay, I'm done. It's just, it's just a movie. It's like a Rosencrantz and Gilderstern just about Christopher Walken. We just follow him around, <laughs> doing his own thing, setting up his shop, opening the shop. In the and he just hears them fucking like... singing and dancing the whole time above him. You know, it's just like, God damn yep. it, kids, keep it down. Like, that's the whole... <laughs> yeah. I like I'd that. watch it. I like to watch it too, man. This segment will be much better with fan interaction, so email us, sackattack at cageclub.me. Let us know what your favorite is. If you have a better one, we'll read that too. So I mean, yeah, for literally sure. Literally, just email you can us. throw some in. I would love to hear your your opinions. So okay, so this last game, the new game, I don't know how well this will work. I'm excited. You've been blue balling me for months about this. So okay. I've gotten really into Letterbox lately. Letterbox is basically like, a social yes. media platform for film lovers. It's pretty cool. You guys should check it out. It's cool. So on Letterboxd. You can, like, log what you see, you can rate things, you can review things, you can follow other people's, you can comment on theirs, you can like their reviews, whatever. But there's also a section where you put your four favorite movies. Four. So this game, only four, your top four. You can change it however often you want. Okay. My idea for this movie, for this game, is to go to the movie, and I had this idea before me and Orson Welles, but it didn't happen for me and Orson Welles. Okay. So when you go to, like, the Hairspray page, it shows you how many people on the site have watched the movie, how many of your friends, like the people you follow, have watched the movie, and then the number of fans. And the number of fans is how many people put this movie in their top four. Top four. So, so this yes. ha- this this movie would have to be in somebody's top four of all time. Out of however many hundreds of thousands of people. So like for instance, hold on. Hundreds of thousands of people watching theoretically infinite movies. Yeah. So so Mad Max Fury Road, I think, is the most watched movie on the site, or the most you know logged or whatever. Yeah. And that was watched by 129,000 people. So there's at least that many users. Figure. Probably just say like a quarter million people on the site, right? Okay, now just, wait, now give around. me just give me some scale. How many people said Mad Max Fury Road was in their top four? Twenty one hundred. Okay. So actually, this is a two pronged game, which you just I, you you clued me, and I think the game you think it's going to be is something different. Okay, go ahead. Tw- like almost twenty two thousand people have watched Hairspray. Okay. So the first game, the game that I did not have in mind, how many of those 22,000 people do you think put Hairspray? This is going to be so difficult, but this is how many really people out of those 22,000 people do you think put Hairspray in their top four? I say 45. You are really close in the grand scheme of things. 36. Damn, I was close. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I, it couldn't have been that many. That's I, it ha, like Just the scale of the movie and how many people saw it, yeah, I knew it couldn't have been that many. Damn. I was really close. I'm proud of myself. So that is not the game that I had in mind, but we can do that now, too. I like that. I like this. My game is I'm going to go to the top five people who have a profile picture, gave this movie five stars, and also put a little heart next to it, which means they like the movie. And I want you to guess what other movies are in their top four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 I have five people open. One girl only has two movies there, but the other four people all have four movies in their top four. So in addition, and Hairspray is in all of them. Yeah. Hairspray, obviously, because that's how you found these people. So there's three, three times five. There's possibly 15 other movies. Well, that, but then the, there's the, the one girl yeah, who did it. So there's 13 two. movies you could guess. And some okay. of them might be duplicates. No, there's no, I don't think there's any duplicates for this one. So what other movies do you think people who love hairspray also love uh high school musical one through three no none none, of in, none in this none of those not not in this random sampling no okay um rent no not rent um grease yes 
the first Grease, Grease 2 is not on any of them, but one person has Grease as their number four. Hairspray as their number three. Damn, okay. Um... This guy from this guy named Caio, C-A-I-O, from Brazil, loves Hairspray and Grease and two other movies. Okay, uh, <laughs> fuck, this is really hard. Um, I know. Thanks for making a fucking very difficult game, dick. Um, oh, because, wait, did wait, but first, can I just take a, si- a sidestep? Yeah. I, so you won the place for me and Orson Welles, but nobody had Orson Welles, me and Orson Welles. Nobody had favorite. me and Orson Welles in the top four, correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, okay, that makes sense now. Titanic, because we just watched that. Nope. Um, I'm thinking of, like, other, I have to, like, you know, uh, think of some other shitty movies, possibly musicals. It's, it's kind of tricky. I mean, some, I think sometimes you're gonna, it's gonna be easier than others. Like, some of these... I'm just trying to think. So the girl who just had two, both of her favorite movies are both hairsprays. It's the original hairspray and new hairspray. Yeah, okay, okay, that makes sense. She just likes hairspray. The guy you guessed with Grease also loves Sing and The Secret Life of Pets. Interesting, okay. This next guy, or no, I guess this is someone named, okay, so this is someone who's just, okay, this is this is the weirdest one, Did I you think. just assume their gender? Uh, well, her, the username is Caitlin Dixon. <laughs> Did you just assume their gender? Well, so the, the, the picture is of a guy, but the I didn't realize the guy was Andy Samberg. This person is Caitlin Dixon. Her Twitter is Amy Santiago, who's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Her okay. favorite movies are Pop Star with Andy Samberg, and then both Guardians of the Galaxy oh, and cool. Hairspray. Cool. So this okay. Caitlin Dixon from Scotland Guardians loves of the Galaxy is a good pick, honestly. I, sh- I should have thought about Guardians of the Galaxy, because it's like musically driven, same big budget type thing. That's that's a cool one. Okay, go ahead. This next guy, Gabe from New York, loves Hairspray. Hairspray is his number one movie. Wow! He also loves Brooklyn, which is the Saoirse Ronan movie from a couple years ago, which I also loved. He loves the Disney Hunchback of Notre Dame, and he loves Clueless. Clueless was a good one. I should I should have known Clueless. That's a pretty good one. Okay. His bio is musicals, Disney, and rom coms predominantly. So he He's... knows what he loves, and he loves these things. Yeah. And the last person, this is maybe what the weirdest one. Okay. Lion King. Yes. Sherlock Holmes two. Sherlock Holmes: A Game of Shadows. Just two, not one. Okay. Hairspray, and then Peter Pan two thousand three, which is with Jeremy Sumter and Jason Isaacs. Interesting. Okay. It's a difficult game, but I feel like if you get any guesses right, and you got Grease right, you win. Yeah, thank you. Well, well, so it's a, it's a pass-fail class, and you passed. Thank you. I'll take that. And I was damn close on the number of people that had it in their top. Which is their top shocking, four. yes. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to be way better at that one than you than you know. Probably. I think, I think I'll get really close most of the time. Okay, cool. The last thing that I have to mention is that since we last recorded, it's been announced that Zac Efron is going to be Ted Bundy, serial killer Ted Bundy, in the movie Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, which I think is going to come out next year. There's no date on it yet. I think it'll probably be next year. But we here at the Cage Club Podcast Network are so excited for this. Yeah, Because I'm it's stoked. almost exactly what we want him to do. Which was, I said, do like an insomnia-type movie. Like, yes. Yeah, and that's this is it. So hopefully he breaks out and this is his like big role, his new big role. Please. 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 Serious role, yeah. That's all I have. That's all the games. I think we know. Yeah. We keep adding games. We're going to see how this carries over to the next two podcasts. These these keep uh, getting longer game-wise and mail-wise, which I love, and that, it's it's fun for me, so... Yeah, I, I like doing the game. Some, <laughs> if somebody just wants to hear us talk shit on a movie, they could just like skip the end. But if yeah. they just want to hear the games, they can skip to the end. 
So, I think yeah. the games are better than us talking about the movies. Same. Usually. I think so. I have more fun doing them. So anything else that you want to mention about Hairspray or anything before we go? No, it wasn't. Uh, uh, yeah, just final note. I liked it better than I imagined I would. Yep. John Travolta sucked in the movie. What's Michelle Pfeiffer is really hot, and yep. that's all I have to say. And we wish that it was Sharpay in the lead girl. Award. Yes, I do. I really do. The next, we'll be back in two weeks for If You Lived Here, You'd Be Home Now. So stay tuned for that. And then we'll be back on July 1st and then August 1st. And then do we have a movie on September 1st, too? I don't remember. We said maybe Baywatch by then. We're rapidly wrapping up on Zack Attack. Say that three times fast. Baywatch just came out as we're recording this, so when that comes out on Blu-ray, DVD, video on demand, we will have the bonus episode, as we always do. Yep. But yeah, as of right now, the last Zack Attack episode, aside from the bonus episodes that we do when like you know Baywatch or this Ted Bundy movie come out, is scheduled for September 1st. So three months from today is set to be the end of Phase 1, of Zack Attack. And then six months from today is the beginning of phase one for our two new actors. So email us your guesses, zackattack at kidsclub.me. Let us know who you think it is. We'll yeah. read right and wrong guesses on air. Yep. And we'll tell you if you're right or wrong. So Yep. And I'll, and I'll send you an autograph picture if you're scoop, right. Inside scoop, exclusive, exciting stuff. Yep. So for all things Zack Attack, you can go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub or at cageclubpod on Twitter. You can see all the episodes that we've done. You can see the other shows on our network. Actually, recording next week, so releasing, I think, in early July, Joe will be on Keanu Club for the first time. He's going to be talking about a bad Keanu movie called Exposed. So in a little over a month, he'll be on Keanu Club. I hope it's about flashers. I really hope it's about flashers. It's not. Damn. It's not about John Waters in this movie. Okay. But you can go back, and there's like 60-something episodes of Keanu Club, so if you really want to like ramp up for Joe's appearance on Keanu Club, you can you have about a month and a half to do 60 episodes. So <laughs> do it. Let us know. Email us, zackattackatcageclub.me. Let us know how that journey is going. But listen to all the other shows on the network. Get ready for our new shows coming this fall. Lots of fun, free things to do at those three places. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time on Zack Attack. Oh, my God. How times have changed. These girls must be blind or completely deranged. But times seem to halt when I was Miss Baltimore. Right. Amber, that move is far too dirty. Mother, wake up from that dream of yours. This isn't 1930. <laughs> you can laugh, but life...